You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello, hello. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you have come to the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you all out there tuning in to what is just our fifth episode. Now, because this show is brand new, I'm currently running a competition where you could win a Keep Optimising podcast t-shirt. Oh yes, we are giving away t-shirts. Now stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out how to enter. Now in today's episode, I'm talking to Kurt Elster about the automations that make you money, because this month we are all about email marketing. Usually at this point in the show, I'd explain a bit about why we're covering this topic, but I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. If you want to know what automations will make you money and learn Kurt's tips for setting them up to make you loads of money, uh, then keep listening. We're going to meet Kurt in a second, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create Create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with email marketing expert, Kurt Elster. Kurt's been helping Shopify merchants uncover the hidden profits in their website since 2011. And he's also the host of the unofficial Shopify podcast. Hello, Kurt. Hello. Man, that, that intro and that, that your podcast host voice, so smooth. Oh, it's Aww. really good. That means a lot coming from you. I will take that, sir. Um, how did you get into email marketing? Well, out of necessity. So I had, uh, I've been running a, an agency for a decade now. And as part of that, email marketing, for me, for that, that business was like just our, our bread and butter. Even when I had only, um, you know, like five, 600 people on my email list, that was still how I built and developed a relationship with clients. And it was, uh, I did everything plain text. I want to just be able to like send a personal letter in a one-to-many fashion. And so in growing my own business early on, I knew the power of email. And at the time I used Drip, which was very focused on email marketing automation. And it was like a novel thing, like MailChimp didn't offer it. You had to use these very specific email platforms to use automation. So I got lucky just, you know, I just happened to pick drip for my email because it, I, I wanted to do plain text because I just didn't feel like designing HTML emails. <laughs> like there wasn't some brilliant strategic move on my part. I just happened to pick, I was feeling lazy. So I said, let's do plain text. And the best plain text email service provider I could find also happened to do automation. And I like gadgets and a fiddle. So I started doing that. And so, you know, six, seven years ago, I'm doing email marketing automation with plain text emails, like way ahead of when it was popular for e-commerce. So by the time Klaviyo comes around for Shopify and they're offering, you know, flows and automation, and all this stuff, I was like, oh, like, this is easy. Like, this is <laughs> what, this is a baby toy. You know, it was very, very easy for me to, to get into it and start experimenting with it early. So it's not as though, I'm in no way brilliant at this. I just was an early adopter. Yeah, but I think, um, 
I think when you look at the stats of how advanced businesses are with their email marketing, actually, it doesn't take that much to be ahead of the pack. It still scares me how many businesses still aren't doing the basics. Even big businesses, it's just freaky. Yeah, no, sometimes we'll get on the phone and what I've learned is the size of the business, whether it's one people or 20 people, really has no correlation to their sophistication with email. I mean, a lot of times I'll be like, so uh, what do you, it'll be like somebody's got 10 people on their team. I'm like, uh, what are you guys doing with email? And they'll go, well, we have a Clavio account, but we haven't set it up yet. And I'm like, oh, geez, Rick, like, what are you doing? It's such a missed opportunity. It is. It is crazy. And it's, you know, the number of people who aren't using or who aren't capturing emails, you know, who you've got to sign up for an account to get on their email list. It just, just befuddles me. But, but we, we're not here to moan about that. We're here <laughs> to, to share with the audience, um, what the top automation flows that drive revenue are. So all those Ooh, things. I love this topic. Yeah. That we can run automatically. The ones we've set up, they just bring in sales. Yes. They pay. Marketing automation is great. When I say marketing automation, I think people like their eyes cross at the idea of like how technical this is. And it really doesn't have to be. It could do really just a series of simple, straightforward automations. You don't have to get crazy with with it. Um, I'm going to speak specifically to Klaviyo because that's my experience. But most of what we recommend, if not all, should work in. You should be able to figure out an equivalent way to do it in pretty much any platform. And the magic of email marketing automation is like, all right, I build a newsletter, write it out and send it once. That helps me out one time. If I build an email marketing automation, it takes the same effort as doing the newsletter, but it will pay dividends for years. So that's the, the same effort that that weekly newsletter creates. Put that into email marketing automation, set it and forget it, right? Like, yeah, you come back to it, but if you're not doing it, it's just such a missed opportunity. I so love it when the guest comes on with their own sound effects. It's very <laughs> distracting. So That's you. I'm not doing anything. You keep doing that and distracting me. That is not me. So if I get distracted, guys, and ask stupid questions, I'm blaming it on Kurt's noises. <laughs> All right. We're in agreement. Yes, sir. There we go. So um, where should we start? What's, what's a really obvious automation that people should be setting up because we know that it's going to drive them cash? I'm going to go with my favorite automation and it's not necessarily for everybody but it's uh i call it product specific browse abandonment so cart abandonment everybody's familiar with like i add the stuff to the cart you got my email somewhere along the way and then you send me email like hey you forgot your stuff buddy you want to don't um your cart's lonely you like that kind of nonsense all right browse abandonment is you do the same thing earlier in the process so ideally with like a welcome pop-up, an email pop-up, you have collected their email in advance. And let's say they're, they're browsing the site. They don't add to cart. They don't buy. But they browse the site and we knew, that we knew it, we had their email. We'll send them what's called a browse abandonment email where it just goes, hey, did you see something you liked? And it's just like the last product they looked at before they left. They do okay. I like the browse abandonment emails. The way you one-up that is you make it a question. Hey, we saw... Like, hey, did you have any questions about this product? Okay, that's pretty good. Now let's take it a step further. The flow I love is, is called product-specific browse abandonment. And I'll give you the working example. Um, we tried this for uh, Recycled Firefighter. And Recycled Firefighter does not sell firefighters. They sell, 
men's accessories made out of recycled fire hose. It's very cool. cool. And the owner was a former firefighter. And he makes his their big seller, their original product, bestseller is a series of wallets. But they come in a whole bunch of different configurations. And even for men trying to figure out like, what's the wall? Which, which wallet is right for me? Uh, I don't necessarily know. So I said, I'm staring at this. And even I'm like, I don't know what wallet is right for me. And so I messaged the guy. I said, uh, do people ask that? He goes, yeah, all the time. I said, do you have a blog article that like kind of explains the differences? Because it's like, it's fr- does it go in my front pocket, my back pocket? Does it fold? Does it not fold? Is it twofold or one fold? There's well, a weird number of men's wallet configurations. And he goes, oh, yeah, some guy wrote, uh, he's like, I had somebody I work with, he wrote me an article for that like two years ago. I go and find it, and I put it, and this is what I did. I cloned the browse abandonment email, and I added a filter to it. I said, only send this if the product they abandon is in the wallet collection. And that's like a Clavio Shopify specific thing, but you could figure this out in whatever email software you use. Um, And then if they viewed but didn't buy that collection or a product in that collection, 24 hours later, they get an email entitled, which wallet is right for me? And we don't address the fact that like this was triggered by them looking at the product. It just happens to be a timely email. And then in the email is just literally the article they wrote. And then I just kind of changed the intro outro and added um, a featured like a link back to the collection of products in there. And we ran that. And then like the average order value here is like, you know, 20 to 50 bucks for these wallets. Less than that. None of them are getting a 50. And the next day, uh, we will turn it on. We let it run for two days. And the guy messages me. I get a message on my phone. He goes, hey, you know that that browse abandonment flow already made 800 bucks? I was like, whoa. "Whoa." Like it already paid, it more than paid for me to go figure that out. (laughs) So ever since then, I have tried to set this up for every single product or for every single merchant. Just like, what is your best selling product that people have questions about? Okay, let's give them a really timely answer to that. And because if I walk into a store, I walk into Best Buy, you know, they go, hey, uh, what brings you in today? What can I help you find? And I can ask them questions. Can't do that with e-commerce. And live chat's okay, but it's not proactive, right? This email's proactive. Like we know they viewed and didn't buy and we know what common questions are. So, okay, here's a guide on how to figure this out. But that's my favorite. Is that the product specific browse abandonment. I like that. That that makes a lot of sense to me. And I bet bet a lot of the listeners are going, oh. Yeah, we could do that too. Because it's it's one of those things which you, you're like, oh yeah, that's what customers are always asking. So why don't you get out there and tell them it when they're in the buying space? Yeah, it's less customer support for you to do. And for every person who asked, there's 10 people who had that same question but didn't ask. Going back a step, you mentioned about abandoned cart series, which is kind of one of those things which I'm always surprised that more people aren't doing and appalled by how badly many people are doing it. So Kurt, what should we be putting in our abandoned cart series? Okay, so I would say the first email you send should not be a reminder. It should not be a sale. It shouldn't be like some scarcity nonsense. It should actually just be customer support. In fact, I think it should be primarily plain text. So that first abandoned cart email, if your platform supports split testing the time you send it at, do it. Experiment with one hour, four hour, eight hours, and 24 hours. See which does best. Quicker is usually better because you want, want to strike while the iron is hot. And you email them and you say in the subject line, say, can I help? Question mark. Just real simple. Mm -hmm. I found in general, shorter subject lines work better, but you don't want it to be spammy, like one word, all lowercase or like reply colon. So I say, can I help? 
And then in that email, you just go, hey, you know, we saw you added items to your cart, but uh, didn't purchase. Was there, you know, what was it that stopped you from buying? Did you have any questions that I can answer? Just hit reply, or here's our toll-free number, or here's a link to our FAQ. Again, like the, similar to the browse abandonment email, preempt their questions. Even if your conversion rate is 2%, that means 49 out of 50 people don't buy, right? But they added to cart. So that means they did make a purchase decision when they added to cart. They said, I want this but I don't want it bad enough to buy it. And it usually means there's an objection. There's something that's stopping me. So ask them, because right now you probably want to hear from the customers who buy. I want to hear from the people who didn't buy. I want to hug my haters. I want to know what's going on there and how I could bust those objections. So that first email, like, let's not give away the store. Let's not, no discount, no nonsense. Just how can I help, right? Similar to the, a customer service person in a store. They ask that question a hundred times a day. We never think about it. But no one thinks to do it in an email. All right, so I start with that. We usually do, we'll split the cart out by value for this next part. So if it's like less than, let's say it's less than 50 bucks, usually we'll just send like um, a reminder email or uh, a really light discount. You want to experiment with these. So the next one, we could split it to higher value. So let's say it's over, like under 50 bucks. All right, we're not going to mess with you. You... Just get the one uh, customer service email and then a reminder email. Hey, this stuff's still in your cart. Go. Okay. If it's over 50 bucks, ah, now we can afford, we've got some margin. We can afford to offer a discount. So email them. Uh, our, set, our first email is customer service. Our second email is, hey, you've got this item in your cart. Uh, here's a coupon code for you know 10% off, 15% off, whatever makes sense. Again, that's a thing you could split test or do a free shipping coupon or a coupon for upgraded shipping. You can also do like, oh, get a free gift with purchase if it's like over 50 bucks. So everybody does like the 10% off. My point is for that next one, offer them some incentive, make it worthwhile. And by splitting out the, your flow by cart value, you can offer something maybe a little better than just like at a generic 5% off on everything. And you say, but we want it to be um, time limited to create some urgency. So we say, make a purchase in the next uh, 24 or 48 hours. I like to do 48 hours. And it's got to be real. Like in Clavio, you could dynamically generate one-time use coupon codes for these things. So we want that real, genuine scarcity because people get annoyed by false urgency, false scarcity. You don't want it to be going out now and it to be, oh yeah, you've only got 48 hours to use this code and this code is December 2019. <laughs> you know, right. It's like, exactly. why obviously not expiring? <laughs> yes. Consumers are getting sophisticated. They're wise to your tricks. Um, so you need to be genuine and genuine and authentic. And then in the next email, just remind them when that coupon code's about to expire. Often when we run sales, the email that performs best is the closing cart sale, the one that says, hey, this offers has limited time left. Okay, so we send that out. If you want to get really fancy, count dynamic countdown timer in that email. Um, and there's a, a service I found, Sendtrick, S-E-N-D-T-R-I-C. Their pro plan can do this. Um, and it's inexpensive. I know it's another thing you got to pay for. And I wish this was supported in the email service provider directly. But that those countdown timers, when they're real, make a lot of sense and work well. Um, and it's animated, looks professional, looks cool. All right, so we send them a reminder. Hey, I don't want you to miss out on this coupon. Okay, so then our fourth email, if they didn't buy, we just plain text, real simple email them. Go, hey, that coupon code expired. So we want to make it clear that that was real urgency. This is going to prime them for future sales and say, we've added you to our main newsletter. I hope that's okay. But if not, here's the link to unsubscribe. Invite the unsubscribe. 
I guarantee that email where you flat out have an unsubscribe link at the dead center of it will have your lowest unsubscribe rate. When you tell people to unsubscribe, they're like, no, I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> but then they've chosen to stay, haven't they? And that's that's the thing. Yes. So I love the fact that you're, you're splitting that abandoned basket um, stream by the size of the basket. Because often we do a one size fits all at that point. And it makes so much sense to give less to the lower baskets and more to the higher baskets. But you also mentioned sale there. So would you also consider splitting it by, um, are they buying discount already discounted product or not? So as you're not ending up giving them even more off when they've already bought product you'd price to sell? Oh, good point. Well, so in Shopify, that's a little bit less of an issue where because you can only enter one discount code at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some clients, what we do is like when they run a really a big flash sale, we'll just temporarily disable the like around Black Friday. We'll just disable those emails. So they just get the customer service ones. It's probably a little lazy on our parts, but that's how we handle it. I'm sure there's better <laughs> ways to, to like re, to split it out even more where it checks like, OK, is this a sale condition? Actually, that's very smart. I hadn't thought of it. Oh, cool. Well, there you go, everyone. That's something completely new. But like you say, the the possibilities with automation and when you're splitting and splitting and splitting do become endless. And there does come a point at which it's not worth the time and effort to set it up sometimes. So. Yes. I'm always hesitant to recommend stuff like that because I don't want to intimidate people. My What I found with e-commerce is there's so many great resources and there's so many great content marketers out there like ourselves who are producing content weekly or daily. And it's just very easy to get overwhelmed by everyone yelling at you like, here's the next big thing that you have to do. You don't have to do it. Pick like one initiative. Generally, my advice is pick the area where you think you're weakest and work on that for a month and have like some metric used to measure that success. And or look at the area where you're strongest and go, can we double down on that? And as opposed to chasing the shiny toy. I know it's fun. It's attractive. um, But it's something you you need to exercise a little bit of restraint with. I'm sure it happens to all of us. It doesn't get you very far, does it? Tackling, improving 20 things in one week rather than actually just diving down and getting into one. Because you, you don't know what works and what doesn't. You're real, it's, very, it's a shotgun approach. And maybe you get lucky, but you're also going to be tearing your hair out. Yeah. And um, I want to I wanna get as much out of you as possible, Kurt, whilst you're here. So I'm going to ask you now about Welcome series. Whoa! Yeah, right at the beginning. So we've kind of we kind of jumped around a bit. And can I just before I ask you what you recommend, um, are we talking the welcome series that comes after an email sign up or the welcome series that comes after a purchase? Because I know some people call them both the same thing and some differentiate. So for you, what are we talking about? You could differentiate those. We call it, it'd be like a new customer welcome versus your regular new visitor welcome series. Anytime someone is new to the email list, send the welcome series. I don't want to overwhelm people. Um, I think that's an advanced tactic. I don't do like the way I do it on my own email list is I have a welcome series. And depending on how you joined, I might just skip you past the first couple emails. So what you could do is like if there's if you think someone who's already made a purchase doesn't like make one welcome series that's got, you know, five to ten emails in it. and then if someone joins at the website via the footer, via pop-up, they're not a customer yet. They go in the start of the series versus if they join because they made a purchase. Okay. Maybe we skip them ahead to like email four. But as you said, it's a missed opportunity. So let's, let's keep it simple as you recommend. So we're talking anyone who's new to your email list, 
no matter what they're, whether they bought or not, what should we be telling them about in that welcome series? Well, I think you want to introduce yourself and tell your story. So most copywriting advice is be you focused. Don't suffer from IREA where it's like, I did this and I did that. You want all your copy to be focused on the customer and how it benefits the customer. With, I think, the exception of the welcome series. This is where you can have, I think you should use plain text email. I think your welcome series emails should be from the owner of the store. Some people don't like to be themselves in their website. I think that's a missed opportunity. Maybe like an avatar that's just your first name. All right, that, that's our workaround here. Um, but I think it's, it's you introduce yourself and you tell your story and then you can sneak an evergreen flash sale in there and uh, some resources and some common questions. That's what I want in that welcome email. And I think there's some, some good examples of this, but uh, one I really like is Ollie Applin from Mind Journal, M-I-N-D Journal. And he's in the UK as well. Um, on Mind Journal, he when you sign up for his newsletter, you get an email from Ollie that's like, hey, thanks for joining my list. And here's what you can expect. Like, I'm going to email you tomorrow and I'll tell you about my story. So he's setting up that expectation. They can unsubscribe there if they want. Otherwise, they can stay. And then he's like, P.S., if you're ready to make a purchase here, use my link and you'll get 10% off. Right. So in this welcome series, you always as a P.S., you always be like, hey, here's the link to go buy. They always have that quick link back. But it's plain text. I want it to look like I'm having a conversation with the owner. It's a way to have a one to many relationship building exercise. And like for that from email, you could do like, you know, name at brand. So like um, my friend, Annie Bedell, chief marketer at Keysmart, a wonderful brand. They have really good emails. He'll send, you'll get an email that's like from Andy at Keysmart. But if it's an HTML email, then it'll be like just Keysmart. All right, whatever. Little side tangent there about plain pen. <laughs> All right, so the, the welcome series is just, hey, the first email, hey, thanks for joining my list. Here's what to expect. I'm, you know, uh, Kurt from EtherCycle. Over the next week, um, I'm going to introduce you to our story and, and why I think what we do is important. So if you're selling a product online, if you have a brand, I hope to God you believe in it, right? And if you don't, like, let's think about that. You should be confident in selling your stuff. And that's where the story becomes so important. So the next email should be about you. Like, how did you get started? Why do you sell this? Tell me that story. I want to know. Like, it, I think having a brand story is really important. People relate to stories. And then email three, here's some, some common questions and a testimony about our product. So you know what your objections are to your product. So in that email, essentially do an FAQ where it's like, hey, my uh, one of our customers who I became friends with, Rory, she's really cool. And, and Rory says, uh, here's like, here's how Rory described the product. And I love the way this made my day when I got this email. Boom, customer testimonial. And, you know, maybe you've got some questions about it. Here are some of the most common questions I hear. Here's like, here's the top three to five. Um, and if you have any questions, just hit reply and I'll answer them. Okay, great. That's our, our objection busting and social proof email. And maybe like if you want, you could separate those out, but yeah, just stick them together. Fourth email. Things are on sale. I go, hey, uh, if you're interested in, in our product and you want to buy it, I wanted to extend you an offer for the next uh, 48 hours. You could get it 15% off. Here's the coupon code. And it's the exact same strategy as the abandoned card email, except now it's like very plain text. Uh, and then uh, the day later, hey, just wanted to remind you that 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 coupon expires today. Um, and I wanted to share with you a story of a customer who bought it and liked it. And then essentially that's just another testimonial social proof email. Uh, all right. 
email after that. Hey, you didn't buy. That's okay. I totally cool. Is it all right if you stay on our list? Invite the unsubscribe. If not, here's the link to unsubscribe. But in the future, here's what you can expect. Like once a week, I'm going to email you and we'll have resources, guides, uh, promotions, new products. Just set the expectation of what they're going to get. That's a very straightforward uh, welcome series. Um, when I attended the, the Clavio Boston conference last year, back when we could travel still, and I talked to a lot of merchants. And one of my favorite questions, I go, what's your favorite flow? A shocking number of them said welcome series. They're like, that makes the most money. And so like, I gave you the starting point for the welcome series, but you could really turn it into like an evergreen newsletter where like, let's say you've got, because writing these newsletters is hard. I get it. It's homework. I don't want to write stuff. Writing is hard and bad. Yeah. Um, so if you've got some like really winning newsletters that have performed well in the past, put those in the welcome series and just space them out seven days. So you could create, it's called, uh, I believe the concept is called a shadow newsletter. So rather than be creating, you know, this long newsletter sequence, you can just keep tacking stuff on to the welcome series with evergreen emails. And then um, like for your promotions uh, in Clavia, you could use smart sending so that they don't get overwhelmed with emails where like, um, if they've received an automation email, they won't get your newsletter email. That's it makes it very convenient. Uh, if you don't have a similar feature, then you could just segment where it's like, all right, if they're still in the welcome series, we're not going to email them. We're just going to exempt them from like this week's newsletter. Simple, straightforward. Uh, time to get writing, guys. Well, look, um, thanks for that, Kurt. What we're going to do now is we're going to pause for a moment for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the even wider world of email marketing. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Kurt, so far we've gone deep into those automation flows that drive the revenue, but now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of email marketing. So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with email marketing. You don't have to stick to automation flows, but of course you can if you want to. So Kurt, you ready? Yes, hit me. Awesome. Let's start with email marketing newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with email marketing, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Don't overcomplicate it. Like trying to design an HTML email, you will make yourself crazy, you will hate it, and you will give up. Do a plain text email. It is remarkably easier to build it. It is remarkably easier to update it. And I think for many brands, it will actually perform better than HTML emails. Nice, straightforward. There you go, guys. Keep it simple. Okay. Uh, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve email marketing performance? The missed opportunity here is split testing. It's not hard to do at all in many platforms now. Uh, and it will help you figure out what's the best send time, what's the best subject line. I think those are like the two easy things to split test. And then what's the best offer? So like for the abandoned cart, we rattled off, you know, four 
four easy offers that you could do. All right, well, what's the right one? You know, do I do 5, 10, 15, 20% off? Do I do free shipping? Do I do $5? Right? Experiment with that. Okay. And it's impossible to improve our email marketing unless we're monitoring the performance. But the list of stuff we could monitor can be overwhelming. So what for you is the number one email marketing KPI? Well, ultimately, if I have to pick just one, I'm going to go with click-through rate. The dark truth of email marketing is the content of the email really isn't that important. The importance and the magic of it is simply that your brand stays top of mind. So no matter what you sell, if at some point in the last week I thought to myself, I should like, I just bought some nice merino wool socks and I go, I should buy another pair of socks. And then that thought leaves my brain. Then they send me an email from that company. It really does not matter what's in that email. Just the fact that I saw their name in my inbox, I go, oh yeah, I meant to order socks. And now here's an easy way for me to click through to that website. And maybe even there's a timely offer in there. That I think is the, the real magic of how email marketing works. It's just to keep you top of mind. So obsessing over you know, the content and what's in it and when to send, is prob- it's important, but it's probably less important than people think. Cool. Okay. Finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in email marketing? Hmm. Well, I think the answer is uh, a little confusing. It's SMS. I think uh, SMS marketing is, is really, really starting to, to come into its, its heyday. I think every email platform in the next 12 months is going to offer, um, you know, Everyone had to add automation as a feature. I think everyone is going to add SMS as a feature. They're going to add pop-ups as a feature. They're going to add, um, uh, they're adding split testing as a feature. And then I think the other uh, wild thing that's going to come in probably the next uh, 12 to 24 months is uh, on-site personalization, where your email is your customer relationship management. It is this this growing uh, suite of tools. And the thing I'm really excited for is when we can start doing personalization where like we know, okay, if they're in a particular flow in my email, I know roughly what they're interested in. I know where they are in the buying process. So maybe I can change the call to action on my homepage, or I can hide irrelevant stuff from my navigation for them, right? I think that's going to be really cool. Um, And I've heard rumors and rumblings of a few email service providers playing with this idea that like, I know it's on the roadmap for at least two of them. So hopefully we see that and, and people use it. I've played with personalization a little bit. It is tremendously powerful as a conversion rate optimization tool. Cool. A couple of very big things for us to be looking out for there. I like it. Well, Kurt, we're nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you online if they want to? Google me. Google Kurt Elster. Head to kurtelster.com. Sign up for my newsletter. And those emails come from my actual email address. They're plain text emails from Kurt, from Kurt's real email. So if you hit reply to those and ask me a thoughtful question, I will give you a thoughtful response. But I've worked so hard to scrub my real email from the entirety of the internet. That is the best way to get it. (laughs) I love it. Okay, cool. Um, Well, Kurt, thanks so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast. It's been cool as it always is to catch up with you. And you've shared so much of your email marketing expertise with us. I know the audience are going to love it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I got to get out of here now. So don't tell any of the other 
um, guests during our email marketing episodes, but I think that one might be my favourite. I think that's probably, I mean, how much did we manage to pack into that episode of tips and tricks for you? Uh, so much in there about browse abandonment, which I know a lot of you kind of struggle with exactly how to do that, with abandoned baskets, welcome campaigns, so much good stuff in there. This is definitely one way you're going to want to head over to keepoptimizing.com so you can uh, can get to the page that's all about this episode and quite probably download the full transcript so you've got all those notes there to help you. Or of course, just listen again um, and make, make those notes as you go along. And certainly one I think we'll all be listening back to it too. Now, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all of our email marketing specialists to join us for a Q&A webinar at the end of the month. Now, we've heard from all five of them now, and um, you, I'm guessing, have got plenty of questions you'd like them to answer. Maybe you've already tried out some of the things they've been talking about, and you want to just get some clarity on it. Maybe you've even got some results you'd like to get their opinion on. Now, you will get the chance to ask those at our email marketing webinar. To sign up for that, just head to keepoptimizing.com. Remember that's spelt with an S, not a Z. You're probably getting the hang of that by now. Um, and there you will find all the details how to register for the webinar. And if you're listening to this after the webinar has happened, don't worry because you can still catch the replay. Just head to keepoptimizing.com. And again, you will find all about that there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Kurt is the last of our email marketing guests. Well, for now, I'm sure we'll cover it again at some point next year because something will have happened and there'll be more things we have we need to share with you. But you can right now listen to all five of our email marketing episodes. So do go and dive into those. Plus, make sure you tune in next Wednesday, where we'll be starting our series of four shows all about SEO. Yes, we are tackling the big e-commerce marketing or the big marketing subjects in our first few months. So next up is SEO, search engine optimization. How do you get that free, in inverted commas, traffic from Google? Be ready for that because that's coming next week. That's coming up in our next episode. And I've got some great SEO guests and some great SEO topics to talk to you about. And if you know someone who's particularly interested in SEO at the moment, then please do let them know we're covering it because this show exists to help you and to help them improve their marketing. So please do let them know we're going to be covering SEO very, very soon. Now, one of the easiest ways that you can go about spreading the word about the podcast at the moment is with our launch competition. So thank you, those of you who, who kind of clocked onto this at the very beginning and who've held out right here to the end to find out how to enter. So to enter our launch competition, be in with a chance to win a Keep Optimizing podcast t-shirt, um, you need to do the following. You need to find this show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. So just search Keep Optimizing on those platforms and you should find us. Uh, then subscribe to the show, rate it, that's the star rating, and then put in your review. So write your review of the show. And I want honest reviews. I don't need you to give me just five stars because that will make you win the competition. It won't. An honest review. I don't care if it's one star or five stars. I don't care if you love the show or you hate the show, you're still going to go into the competition. Then take a screen grab of that review you've written and share it on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag keep optimizing. Then we're going to gather up all the entries and then we pick one winner every Wednesday until the 2nd of September 2020. So uh, we've already given away two of those t-shirts, but we've got more to give away. So please do 
Um, if you want to be in chance with, one, with winning one of those T-shirts, whoo, lost my words there completely, then uh, then go and find this show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Search Keep Optimising, subscribe, rate and review. Take a screen grab of your review and then share it on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag Keep Optimising. And you can find out full details about the competition at keepoptimising.com. And I hope I get to send you a t-shirt very, very soon. Now have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimising at keepoptimising.com. That's with an S, not a Z.